welcome to The Journey Expressed. I'm Jen Houston. And I'm Mel Boyd. You're invited to come along with us on an adventure discovering the more of God. Hey everyone, Jen Houston here with my co-host Mel Boyd. Hey, we are excited to be here with you today. Before we get into it today, I have a couple of fun questions for you, our friends, to get to know us a little bit better. So, Mel, I would like you to answer this question for me. What is your favorite meal to prepare for guests? Favorite meal to prepare for guests? Well, the interesting thing is that I find that whenever guests are coming, I end up choosing a whole new recipe. Yeah. Just completely, completely new. Yeah. So, I mean, thank goodness it ends up to be good every time. Oh, good for you. I've had some, <laughs> I've had some of those nailed it that didn't quite nail it. But yeah, why do we do that to ourselves? I don't know. I don't know. Well, okay. So how about you? What is your favorite meal to prepare for guests? Well, right now I kind of go through kicks and right now I'm in a Greek kick. So I will do a huge Greek salad and grilled chicken mm. and pita and all that kind of fun stuff. So that's my favorite meal right now. My next question for you, Mel, is what's your word of the year for 2021? Yeah, well, I think that God knew that last year was um, quite a doozy in, yeah. in many ways. Actually, last year, there are so many wonderful things that happened last year. So there's not only two, or sorry, one word, there are two words. And those two words are purity and faith. Mm -hmm. And I feel like with purity, um, the Lord is beginning to show me some like idols of the heart, like mm -hmm. things that I've put in front of God. That's what an idol is. Yeah. And um, and then also with faith that my, I just I'm just asking for an audacious faith mm. and that my faith would go deeper That's this year. Good. Can I have those words? Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. So how about you? What is your word for 2021? Well, so I just started doing this word of the year last year and I don't know, it just kind of stuck. So my word for 2021 is build. I mm. had this little, I got my preach on with my kids recently. We were doing a road trip from Charlotte to Florida and I was like, listen, we are going to build each other up with our words in the car. And if you start tearing down, you're going to lose your words and you're going to have to be quiet. <laughs> so I think that was my first clue as to what the Lord was speaking to me. And so I just want to build others up. I want, I just, I just want to build. And I think it's going to be more, I think the Lord's going to show me more as the year goes on what, what he has in store for that word. So my yeah. word for 2021 is build. That's great. Well, that was fun, and we just really want our friends to kind of get to know us a little bit. And yeah, we have a lot of deep things that we like to share, but we're also humans. We're friends. Mm -hmm. We're moms, you know. Yep. So anyways, <laughs> I think that's fun. Well, today on this episode, we're going to unpack a bit of our journey of how we've come to understand what some of the elements mean from two significant dreams that Mel and I each had in 2015. And why are we still talking about this three episodes in? <laughs> Well, we believe that the essence of these dreams meaning and the bridal paradigm is actually really on God's heart right now for the global church and for all believers. And Mel, this is just something we talked about earlier today. And I heard this message most clear through Mike Bickle, who said the bridal paradigm and the bridegroom king is, is really the theme that the spirit is, is whispering on the hearts of his church right now, like to understand who we are, yes. our identity, his identity, and to be able to see, to see King Jesus truly as a bridegroom. So yeah. I made this statement this morning, and I just want to say it again, is I would not be surprised 
if worship songs start arising of this bridal theme and mm -hmm. King Jesus, our bridegroom, just like a couple years ago, it was about God is a good father. There were so many songs that came up that were number one hits. Mm -hmm. And um, so anyways, for our friends, be looking for that. And um, I just wanted to drop that there. We'll put Mike Bickle's messages in our show notes because they are so compelling. They're awesome. Mm -hmm. um, he actually has a now word from the Lord right now about understanding bridegroom Jesus and, and his bride, us, the church. So we hope that our dreams and the little things that the Lord has given to us just are woven into what the Holy Spirit is wanting to convey right now to people. So that mm -hmm. is why we are still going to talk about a couple of things um, from these dreams. But before we go any further, I want to remind our friends of a great resource for understanding dreams from a biblical perspective. We've mentioned this in episode one, but I wanted to point you to a resource that really explains a biblical case for God still speaking through dreams today. So last summer, I sat down with our mutual friend, Lisa Shea, on her podcast called The Shaycation, and we recorded a three-part series called God Speaks Through Dreams. So check it out if you're interested in a good, solid biblical framework for all that we've been discussing here on The Journey Expressed. Yeah, so in 2015, Jen and I pretty much had the same dream two weeks apart, unbeknownst to each other. In our pilot episode of the Journey Express podcast, we shared what the dreams were, and in episode two, we began to unpack the different elements of the dreams. So if you want to get caught up, feel free to press pause and go back and listen to episodes one and two. And just to be clear, these dreams have made a significant impact on our lives, but ultimately they have led us into scripture and have stirred up a desire to know God more and to hear from him and to listen to what he wants to say. We hope that by sharing our journey, it encourages you to seek the Lord as well as godly counsel for discerning his voice in your own life. So the first element that we want to talk about as the same, that was the same in both of our dreams is the black dress. So Jen, can you talk to us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So of course the black dress I was wearing and I felt really uncomfortable. I was not ready and I knew it wasn't appropriate, you know, for the renewing of the vows ceremony. So you know, when I first looked at these dreams on paper and this element of the black dress, my first inclination was to be negative. You mm -hmm. know, it's black. Is this a funeral? What is this? Right. You know, like, <laughs> why am I in black? Why are the bridesmaids in black? What does this mean? And just thinking about it in such a negative light. But once we dug into scriptures, I realized there was something that the Lord, Lord was saying and it wasn't condemning. It, you know, his voice is never condemning, it's convicting. Mm -hmm. And so I searched my heart, like, is there a hidden sin that I'm trying to hide? And, and, and really the Lord didn't, there's not a scripture that we came across in our studies. And as we welcome voices in to help us decode and understand what these dreams mean, but but really, one of the main scriptures was Song of Solomon, you know, mm -hmm. like, I'm dark, but lovely. Mm -hmm. And just that, that whole thing, I know I want to hear what you have to say mostly about this, Mel, but, but shifting from that negative mindset into the more redemptive mindset, especially in light of having silver roses mm -hmm. embossed over my, my dress, was, was pretty remarkable. It was a big shift for me to stop navel gazing and stop condemning myself and look at it truly through the lens of scripture. Mm -hmm. And one of our contributors said this about the black dress, and I quote, 
to me, a black dress with silver roses on it symbolizes maturity, understanding the beauty and the grief of life, thinking, oh, oh, that's not right, and trying to cover it up with the color of innocence seems hypocritical, not in the sense of trying to cover up something bad, but in the sense of trying to please other people's expectations, rather than put on what feels appropriate to you in the deeper, authentic parts of yourself. And our friend goes on to say, in the book of Revelation, it's dirty garments, not black garments that symbolize sin. Putting on a clean garment over a dirty one would indeed be symbolic of hypocrisy in the biblical sense. And in any case, clothing colors other than black symbolically convey sinfulness in the book of Revelation. In Revelation 17, the great harlot Babylon wears purple and scarlet, the colors of decadence and violence. And when I read that, you know, it says in the Bible, our spirit will bear witness with the Holy Spirit. When I read that, I was like, oh my goodness, this is so redeeming. This is so mm-hmm. beautiful. And and I really, you know, kind of saw it from a different angle and really appreciated that. And then digging more into Song of Solomon 1, you know, 5 and 6, um, the Shulamite bride-to-be says, please don't stare in scorn because of my dark and sinful ways. My angry brothers quarreled with me and appointed me the guardian of their ministry vineyards, yet I've not tended my vineyard within. And that's a nod to just toil and work in ministry. And yes, sinful ways, you know, that's a nod to our sinful nature, which I think we're going to get into in a little bit. And definitely we have to recognize, Mm -hmm. Um, but there's always a redemptive element. So this is, this was kind of my journey of, of, you know, transferring my view from that navel gaze negative mindset into the redemptive nature of what God was going to be saying to us. Mm, That is so good, Jen. Well, in the last podcast, you mentioned that the black dress could represent humanity. And I also shared a word that the Lord gave me back in October about embracing our humanity like he did on earth. Mm -hmm. Um, I've really been meditating on this for several months. And um, what does that mean to embrace my humanity or Mm -hmm. our humanity? Um, Romans 8, 3 says, For God achieved what the law was unable to accomplish because the law was limited by the weakness of human nature. Yet God sent his son in human form to identify with human weakness, clothed with humanity. God's son gave his body to be the sin offerings that God could once and for all condemn the guilt and power of sin. Man, that is a powerful scripture. You are the creation. I'm talking to our listeners. You are the creation of God. And like the black dress, we are born with a sin nature, which is our flesh that needs redemption, those silver roses, Jen. Mm. We are also born with our personality and giftings. And you know, this includes our weaknesses and our strengths. We acknowledge all of who we are and we embrace it. I was caught this week condemning my weaknesses big time and greatly frustrated with them. And how often do we curse our humanity, Mm. you know, and, and who we are and our shortcomings Mm. and, um, you know, and even the extreme is to go to self-hatred. Mark 12, 31 says that we shall love our neighbors as ourself, a command from God that we are to love ourselves, And out of that love, we can pour out to others. Mm-hmm. Um, so man, I think people need to hear that today. Love yourself because God created you intricately and beautifully. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I just want to say, if you don't know him, 
I want to say right now, He loves you. He came to set you free from sin and death and bring you life and clothe you with righteousness. Yeah. Okay, now I'm getting my preach on. <laughs> preach Jesus girl. is waiting for you to surrender all of who you are to Him. He is worth it. Mm -hmm. We have said that, Jen, in our past podcast. He is so worth it. Yeah. Colossians 1.20 says, And by the blood of Jesus, everything in heaven and earth is brought back to Himself, back to <laughs> its original intent, Woo. restored to innocence again, man, <laughs> created out of love and for love. Okay. That's you. That is you. Jen, also on the black dress in your dream were the silver roses. Can you, I just, it'd be great if mm -hmm. you could tell our listeners more about that. Yeah. That just, it's like the home run, the cherry on the top, the rose on the black dress. It's, <laughs> it's, it's really when, um, when you say all of that, Mel, it's, it's just so woven in together with Song of Solomon 111. And in the Passion Translation, it says it this way, quote, we, and that's speaking to the Trinity, we will enhance your beauty, speaking to the bride. Mm. Encircling you with our golden reins of love, you will be marked with our redeeming grace. And the Hebrew text there, which the commentary and Passion Translation points out, means inlaid with silver. Wow. I got chills. <laughs> okay, so we get it. Here we are, the bride of Christ, redeemed. It's like we understand who we are, and we understand our created being, and now we understand that we're redeemed, but we're not ready for the ceremony. We're not quite ready. And one of the most powerful things that I think has been said about this is from our pastor, Nate Atwood, and this is what he has to say on this moment, this shift from the black to being covered in white. If ever there was a time where the church needs to be called forth, the church needs to move from merely being redeemed to being ready. The church needs to enter into our culture and be fully who she is. This is that time because there's no hope for our culture apart from the ministry and the identity of the church. And I think the dream is speaking prophetically to us and saying, hey, this is the thing that's happening right now. God is preparing us. He's, he's robing us. So we need to kind of get with that and say, Lord, how do I need to become prepared? Well, if he didn't say that in black and white language, pun intended, <laughs> I don't know what else can grab our attention to move from this place of knowing, knowing a little bit of our identity, a little bit at least, you know, we're created and we're redeemed, mm -hmm. but there's more. Yes. Isn't there more? There yes. has to be more. The dream goes on <laughs> and, and there's white. Yes. So Jen, that brings us back to a year and a half ago when you and I went over to Sarah Jo and Percy Burns' house. They are um, former pastors at St. Giles, and um, most of our audience actually will probably be familiar with their names. Mm -hmm. So we went over and we talked to Sarah Jo, and boy, did I whip out my um, my journal yep. to say, because we just know that whatever Sarah Jo has to say mm. is going to be nuggets of gold. Well, and she has a heart for preparing the bride. She does. So was, this was amazing. Yes, she does. So um, some of the things that she shared specifically about the white dress is that she felt that it's about being, it's about being about the Father's business. That's right. And the righteous acts of the saints was fulfilling the purpose of what God has called us to do. Mm -hmm. And she pointed us to Re uh, Revelation 19, 7 and 8, 
which is about the bride of Christ preparing herself. Mm-hmm. That's so good. And Nate mentions that as well. You know, the righteous acts of the saints are the garments, the fine linen um, that the bride has put on. So I think because God intends to call the church forth, the church needs to move from being redeemed to being ready, as, yes. as Nate had pointed out. So, so how do we get ready? Well, one of the things that I found in my studies is being clothed with power from on high. You know, we just did a search on clothing in um, the Bible and Luke 24, 49, Jesus's words to his disciples are, listen carefully, I'm sending the promise of my father, who's the Holy Spirit upon you, but you're to remain in the city of Jerusalem until you're clothed, which means fully equipped in the Amplified mm-hmm. with power from on high. We see the fulfillment of this, of course, at Pentecost and Acts. And I love how the Good News translation says it. And gathering them together, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the father had promised, which he said, you heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So they were all together and the sound came like heaven from heaven and like a rushing wind. And this was their this was the documented event of them being clothed with power. So it's clearly yes. being clothed with the Holy Spirit. Yes. And that this is a bold statement, but um I believe a lot of the church isn't walking in the power, walking clothed and recognizing our fullest identity. So I I really feel like this is a main element of what that, what that is like get filled, baptized in the Holy spirit. And also another scripture that I think is so powerful right now is Isaiah 52, one a wake up, Wake up, Jerusalem, and clothe yourselves with strength from God. Put on your beautiful clothes. And also in 1 Thessalonians 5, it says to put on the breastplate of faith and love over your heart and as a helmet, put on the hope of salvation. So there are so many different scriptures that can tell us what these white things are that we are supposed to put on. We're not covering sin and hiding it. You know, like some people might be. But we don't believe that is the essence of the dream. Right. We believe it's the acknowledgement of our flesh, our yes. fallen nature, being redeemed. And then in the end, in order to be prepared for a reawakening and reunion with Jesus, mm-hmm. he wants us clothed. Yeah. You know, he talks about being equally yoked um, in marriage. Yeah. So he wants, he wants us to be equally yoked with him in power. Yes, Jen, it is time to embrace the all of God mm-hmm. and to put on all that he has for us as his sons and daughters. Yeah. And we want to move from information and revelation to application and ultimately transformation. Yeah. And so come back and join us, please, as we are going to continue to dive in to the next elements that are similar in both our dreams. Thanks for joining us on the Journey Expressed. We're so glad you're here with us today. Make sure to check out today's show notes, and we hope you join us on the next adventure.